even know what it's like to be broke. No matter what status of life you're in, I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. Pray for us, sing with us, and worship the Lord with us.
love about the Lord that he is so much not like me. I'm so glad. I can't speak for you, but I am so glad the Lord is not like me. I can think of so many ways in which he is not like me, but there's one in particular, and don't laugh, but it's okay, because <laughs> he's on time. <laughs> I may be late. I may come after the fact and, and be out of kelter and off time and off schedule, but I'm so glad when I look back over my life and think about the times when I have needed the Lord the most. Aren't you glad he was never late? Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that he was always on time and that he came through just in the nick of time? Hallelujah. Because he is an on-time God.
we love the Lord. While we're standing, let's pray. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we love you and we thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence right now. Lord, I thank you, Lord, because you're always on time. You're never late. You're never wrong. I thank you, Lord, because you never fail and you never change. Thank you, Lord, because you never lie. Thank you, Lord, because you're not a man that you should lie. Neither the son of man that you should repent. Lord, I thank you because we can count on you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because we need you right now. Lord, I ask that you be in Florida with Sister Crystal and her family. Uh, be the comforter you promised you'd be. Lord, I ask that you remember those that are sick among us, Lord Jesus. Be the healer that you promised you'd be. Lord, I ask that you remember those that don't know you today in the pardon of their sins. Uh, be the savior that we know you to be. Lord, we thank you and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may return to your seats. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord. Uh, we have a few announcements. Next week is almost here. Time for our uh, family camp. Praise the Lord. Let me get up. Hallelujah. And don't laugh at my gold shoes. That was all I could put on my feet tonight. For some reason, they decided to swell. So I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not, the only person I want to impress other than Jesus is not here tonight. And so, <laughs> so I praise the Lord for the gold shoes. I'm just glad to be in the house of the Lord. I'm glad to have a reason to praise God. You know, God has been good to us. I said God has been good to us. You may not have everything that you think you want, but you have everything that you need. God has been good to us. Amen. Hallelujah. And I appreciate him today. We honor the Lord, and we're so glad to be in his presence. I'm going to try to make announcements. You know how that goes. If you don't, you're about to find out. So on next week is our family camp, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. If you want to know times, look at that piece of paper they told us to get. Don't ask me. Praise the Lord. If you want details, text Brother Charles. Don't ask me. Praise the Lord. I just know it's the 28th, the 29th, and the 30th. I think I got that part right. See, y'all not even sure yourselves. See? <laughs> but I hope you're able to come. Uh, we all should have paid by now for our stay. If we're going to stay or if you're going to commute back and forth, there is service every night. In the midst of the fun and fellowship is wonderful. It is so important, but we can't have any of that without the word. And so we are having services uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So uh, if you choose just to come in on Wednesday, you're going to miss out on the Tuesday blessing and the Thursday blessing. So make sure that you're making it at least to the services. Um, it's at Summer Mill, Summer Hill, Summer, Summer, Summer Mill. It's in Belton. Okay. So, like I said, don't ask me. Uh, I just know it's the 28th, the 29th, and the 30th. It's been announced so many times. There's uh, flyers out in the foyer. Sunday is our installation service for Pastor John. We want to be here. We want to be supportive. We thank the Lord for what God is doing. We thank God for growth, and we thank God because, you know, God is just an awesome God. And he gives us all an opportunity to grow. And I thank God for Brother John and being a part of his life and his family's life. I praise God. Hallelujah. 
just for this time. Uh, Bishop Smith will be here on Sunday, so we want to treat him real well. I believe um, someone raised their hand and said that they would take care of the evangelist quarters, and so it's already done. Praise God. Wonderful. Pastor would like to hear that, that it's already taken care of. Um, that's the extent of my memory for announcements. Anything else? That just means y'all forgot to. Praise the Lord. And so we're going to receive our, um, whatever night this is, we're going to receive our offering. They never said I had to remember the nights. I'm just remembering how the service is supposed to go. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Elder Phillips. So if you have a, an offering tonight or have shekel, please bring it uh, to, the, uh, to Elder Phillips and give unto the Lord. And uh, we're going to sing one more song. And Elder Phillips, because I'm singing and I'm playing, when you're done with the offering, if you can just make your way on up to the platform. And this is your introduction. Praise God for Elder Phillips. He is bringing the word of God on tonight. Amen. And I'm looking forward to hearing what thus saith the Lord. Amen. All right. Ensemble, let's sing. Praise the Lord. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask whoever, I can't see that well, but that looks like Sister Lily in the back. If it's not, I'm sorry. But uh, bring up the song, Freedom. I want to shout a little louder than before. That one. See, y'all already, you're ready. Thank you, because I don't remember the words. I want to clap a little louder than before. I want to sing a little louder than
Praise the Lord. Is that better? Amen. Ensemble, you may be seated. You may be seated. good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. If I get to screaming, please ap apologize ahead of time because I can't really hear myself in the monitors. And I don't see Brother Charles around or anybody else around. I'd like to talk to us for a little while before I actually get into the message. How many of you read the news and watch the news? Anybody? Not too many? Well, let me put it to you this way. It depends on what news you're watching. Because some news you're watching is not news. But other news you're watching or other news you're reading is real news. Are you all, are you all aware of the fact that there is a food shortage? Are you aware of the fact that because of the increased price in fertilizer and everything else, farmers have only planted a third to a half of what they normally plant. Are you aware of that? Are you aware that at least 10 to 12 food processing plants have either burned down or been destroyed? Are you aware of that? Are you? Prepare yourselves. I'm still over. Praise the Lord. Oh, man, man, this is good. It's real good. I could hear myself, and I don't like to hear myself. But the reason why I say these things is because sometimes we get so caught up in this life, in the day-to-day -day hustle, in the day-to-day -thing, day things that we do, that we don't look past today. So I ask this question. Is your pantry full? Is your pantry full enough to sustain you for 30 days? Is it full enough to sustain you for 60 days, 90 days, or a year? You see, we've become a society that we're so used to going to the grocery store and finding chicken in a package. And we call that farming. But there's a farmer somewhere growing those chickens that don't have the fertilizer to grow those chickens. And when those chickens don't grow, those chickens don't lay eggs. And when cows are dropping dead in Kansas, 10,000 at a time, did you know that? There's a good chance you might not be eating no beef in the months to come. So I say these things so that you begin to prepare yourselves physically if you need something later. I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm saying this to prepare you. So every time you go to the grocery store, buy a couple of extra cans of beans. An extra bag of rice, some extra salt, some fruit, some canned fruit, stuff with shelf life. Amen? 
Imagine Joseph in Egypt, if he wouldn't have took from the seven years of plenty to prepare the people of Egypt and basically the whole world for the next seven years, what would have happened? I say these things because I'm not saying for us to live treasures in this life, but I'm saying for us to have things in this life to sustain us. You know, we use the word a lot of times, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen? We could use that scripture, but the riches are in glory. The riches are not down here. God gives us the sense, the common sense, to be able to sustain ourselves. So the reason why I told you that is to try to help you out a little bit. Amen? Let's get into the word tonight. I'm going to read one verse of the scripture coming out of Luke chapter 8. Actually, I'll read from 30, literally I'll read from um, 8.33 to 35. Luke chapter 8, verses 33 through 35. And the word read, then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. When they that fed them saw what was done, they fled. And went told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus. And found the man out of whom the devils were departed. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. Clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Let us pray. God, tonight we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity just to be in your house once again. To know that God, that you are a God that doesn't fail. And God, that you have all power. And you are in complete control. Sometimes we see things a way that is not right while you see it the way that it's going to make it right. So, God, we lean on you tonight because we know the end. We know that we have the victory and the victory is in you. Therefore, we stand on that promise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I like to preach this thought tonight. Don't let your pigs have priority. Don't let your pigs have priority. If we go back to the beginning of this chapter, we find that Jesus has already performed some miracles on the other side of Galilee. And he's coming across. He, told, he tells his disciples, let's go to the other side. And as they're traveling to the other side, Jesus falls asleep in the boat. And there was a storm, and while the storm was going on, the, the disciples were panicking, and they woke Jesus up, and Jesus calmed the storm. And he questioned their faith a little bit. Then we get to the other side in the, the land called the Gadareans. Here we have this man who's been possessed with devils. And Luke has a different version of it. Luke has a version, Mark has a version, and Matthew has a version. In Mark and Matthew, they speak of two men, but in Luke, they speak of one man. So don't get it confused from the perspective that it was given. But the point that was being made is that this man that was possessed with these devils, he had it so bad that no man could tame him. The issue was so bad that 
he would block people from coming into their coast, if you will. Because the devils were in this land. Now, when we think of the Gadareans, we're not talking about the children of Israel. We're talking a place of where the Gentiles live. So in other words, this place was unclean. And within this uncleanness was an unclean man. And the unclean man within this uncleanness had authority in that area. And the people in that area accepted the fact that this man was possessed with devils. They had no problem with him being in the tombs. They had no problem with him scratching himself and howling like a wolf. They had no problems with him running naked because, you see, that's all they knew was devils. Because the devils of their lives was just sin. They lived in sin. So rather than deal with the sin, they let this man who once had a family, a mama and a daddy that he lived with. Might have had a brother and a sister that he lived with. Might have had some real good friends that he grew up with. But it, it, after time passed, the devils get a hold of this man and they control him to a point that he prefers to live alone in the tombs. And sometimes the people of God let things get a hold of them that they prefer to live alone in the tombs. When God has given us the victory over the grave, he's given us victory over that, and we want to live in our tomb. I want to let you know, don't let no pigs have no priority in your life. Because what happens is, is when, the pit, when Jesus came and he got to that side, the man who had the authority on that side of the waters, if you will, came running to Jesus. And fell down at his feet because he understood, although I have authority in this realm, I know the one that has all authority. So the authority bowed down to the authority. Because the devils had no charge over, over Jesus. They came running to Jesus and said, hold, hold, hold tight. I'm going to speak like I talk, all right? Hold, hold tight, Jesus. Wait a minute. Why are you coming? You're trying to torment us before the time. You see, we're supposed to have rule and we're supposed to have reign until you come again in your glory. I want you to stay with this now. Until Jesus breaks the eastern sky, who has the prince? Who's the prince of the air? The devil and his minions. So their duty now is to wreak, wreak as much havoc as possible while it's possible. So the devils, when they saw Jesus come, that's that, man, that's something to bite on right there. The devils recognized Jesus as God, and the disciples didn't even know it. Oh. So the devils fall down before Jesus and say, don't torment us. And Jesus is like, look, what you want from me? If we can just go into the swine, that will be fine. Now remember, the swine was supposed to be unclean too. So the devils went from this man who was unclean to the swine who was unclean. And when they entered the swine, the swine had more sense than the man. You caught that? The swine said, devils, you ain't staying in me. If I got to die, let me die. You see, sometimes we don't understand that. We need to be telling ourselves, if I got to die fleshly so that the spirit man could rise up on in me, I'm going to die. If I got to run off a cliff and die so that God can live, I'm going to die. 
So the pigs go wild, the swine go wild, they go running off a cliff. And the people that's taking care of the pigs go tell the town that, wait a minute, this dude just came out here. He cast a legion of devils out of this guy. And our pigs, our worth, the things we've always worked for, the thing that's making us money have ran off the cliff. Don't let your pigs have priority. There were two visions here. The visions of the unclean who saw their pigs gone and the vision of the clean who saw a man that was clothed and in his right mind. Yes. Amen. You see, that's sometimes you need to realize you've got two visions. Because sometimes you go through things because you go through those things for God wants you to see which way you looking. Are you looking at your pig? <laughs> or are you looking at your deliverance? And the problem, ah, you clapping now, but you you clapping now, but I, you clapping now, but I want you to know there's too many people in the apostolic faith focusing on their pigs. Because when these pigs went over the cliff, the pigs drowned. They were choked in the water. And our problem is we all know CPR. We all jumping over the cliff. We going back and get our pig, and we resuscitating our pig. When God has already delivered you from whatever. If God has delivered you from depression, you're already delivered. If God has delivered you from addiction, you're already delivered. But you see, our problem is, is that when we can't lean on God, when we're not spending time with God, when we're not at the feet of God, we don't see Jesus anymore. We see our pigs. So we go running to the cliff and we dive in the water and we pick our pigs up. And we resuscitate them. And every time you resuscitate a pig, you resuscitate your old man. Because the church of the living God should be full of joy. The church of the living God should be full of peace. The church of the living God should be full of victory. Even when I'm going, look, I got a test next week. I don't know what they're going to tell me, but I'm victorious in God. If I die, let me die. My God, for me to live is Christ. If I die, it's gain. Uh, see, I was going to preach that message. Stuck between a glory and a hallelujah. But that's for later. But when we understand, when we start to understand our issue is not with what life brings to us. Our issue is with how we look at it. Because every trial is an opportunity for you to be victorious. But who's the judge of the trial? Who's the lawyer speaking on your behalf? So when you start to understand, when you see past what you're in and understand that it's only a process that you go through it to get to where God wants you to get. You see, when we start to understand that time with us is a thing of the future or a thing of the past. With God, time has already passed. See, time does, 
God does not exist in time. Time exists in God. I hope y'all got that. Before time was, God was. Amen? So when we start to understand this, this is the point that I want to make. Really, if you're going through something right now, and you trust in God, you've already won. Please, please stay with me. Because, right? Because if God is the author and the finisher of my faith, right? That means the author has already wrote the book. <laughs> and if he's the finisher, that means he's finished his part. He's already signed it. So what he's doing, he's at the table. He's at the, at the reception wheel, if you will, of the end of my time. He's there writing his autograph. He's writing his autograph in the book, and he's looking at me over time and saying, I'm just waiting for you to get here. I'm just waiting for you to get here. And then God looks at us, and he says, okay, I see, my, I see my son. I see my daughter. She's walking in my will, praising me, giving me glory. I know that there's obstacles in the way. I know that there are trials in the way. But I've made a path. I made a light and a lamp to their path, to their way, to their feet. So as long as they're focusing on me, even when I have issues. Because your issue is a pig. Think about it. Your issue is a pig. And that pig wants your attention. And if I could be honest, pigs are addictive. Who likes bacon? Who likes pork chops? Who likes pork loins? And don't mess around with Brother Hillman because he'll put it on a pit for you and, and barbecue it. And it'll be good. But when we begin to understand this, this, this is what I, I want to leave us with. So I'm going to get out of the way. I just want to go quick. How many in the house is born again of water and spirit? Stand up. If you've got the Holy Ghost, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, Look to your left and look to your right. Next time somebody tells you, you can sit back down. Next time somebody tells you about their pig, let them know that they've already overcome it. You see, because our problem is, is when somebody tells a sister or a brother about their pig, that sister and brother begin to pat that pig too. Y'all know, know what I'm saying, right? Oh, I don't know if I could make it. I know, girl, I'm going through the same thing. The Bible says iron sharpened iron. So what were we doing? We're sharpening negativity. So let's look at it this way, and I'm getting out of the way, Evan, you could have the mic. When Jesus healed this man, he wanted to follow Jesus. And Jesus told him, no. I want you to go back to Decapolis. I want you to go back to your hometown. I want you to go to your area and tell what was done for you. 
So our problem now is this. We can't go to Decapolis. We can't go to Colleen. We can't go to Copper's Cove. We can't go to Temple. We can't go to where we live to declare what God has done for us because we're diving over the cliff after pigs. Lord, let my pig drown. Lord, let my pig drown. Don't let me pick that thing back up. I know the meat is good, but it's not good for my soul. For those of you that like to revive pigs, turn in your CPR call. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's room at the altar for you. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul put it this way. If I build again the things which I have destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. And so we've got to let those dead pigs stay dead. Hallelujah. And we've got to know that God has delivered us. And we are delivered. We cannot go back to who we used to be. God did not call us to go back to who we used to be. Hallelujah. No matter where you are, maybe you're sitting here thinking, well, I'm not where I need to be in God. But I can look at each and every one of you and I can see that you are not who you were when you first came to this church. You have grown, you have changed, and you have a testimony of victory that I'm not who I was. I'm not the same person. I've grown, I've changed. I'm, every day is a, is a matter of growth. And so you've got to know that God does not want us going back to those dead pigs. Hallelujah. So the altar is open for you. You can come to the altar. If you need to uh, talk, please do so in the lobby and slip out quietly. We're so glad that you're here. So glad. Thank you, Elder, for that wonderful word. We thank God. Amen. 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 I want to be saved.